to Groove Tracks, brought to you by Behavior Grooves. I'm Kurt. And I'm Tim. Groove Tracks are short, quick dives into a single concept, a paper, or a unique idea. So let's get right to it, Kurt. What is our topic for this Groove Track? Okay, so Tim, you know we've interviewed Gary Latham on Behavior Grooves before, and we also had him as one of the keynote presenters at the Nudget North Conference we did way back in 2021. Yeah. Well, and by the way, the podcast interview is episode 147 for those of you who would like to check it out. Yes. And in that conversation, Gary talked about a field study that he did with Alexander Stakovic, Kayla Sargent, and Susan Peterson in 2018 called Prime and Performance. Can a CEO motivate employees without their awareness? Yeah, we found this to be a really fascinating study, not just for what it revealed, but also for how it was conducted. Yeah, and while priming studies have been under the microscope and received some criticism, well, maybe a lot of criticism over the past 15 years, this is one that I think provides some real-world evidence of priming's power. Okay, let's set the scene, as they say, for this study. Priming research had typically been done in the laboratory. Participants were either primed subliminally, in other words, below their cognitive awareness, as an, an example of this, uh, this would be like when words are flashed in front of them so fast that their brains can't consciously process them, but our unconscious actually picks up on them. Another way to study priming is supraliminally, and this is when a person is aware of the prime, but not just that they should have an impact on their behavior. For instance, doing a word search or unscrambling a sentence that contains key concepts or ideas for them. In the supraliminal priming studies, the subject were then put into a situation where their behavior was measured to see if the prime had an impact. Many of these studies were done in a lab or controlled setting in order to isolate the effect. And note, in both of these types of studies, the participants are typically unaware that they're actually being primed. Yeah. And what Latham and his colleagues did, at least in this paper, is they took the study into the wild. They took it out of the lab and they recruited a for-profit business whose CEO wrote a weekly email that was sent to the entire company. And what the researchers did was they took that weekly email and for half of the organization, they replaced 12 words uh, in that email with achievement-oriented words. And then they measured the difference in performance um, for that week between the two cohorts. So that was the superliminal prime? Yes, that's right. It was superliminal. Okay. Okay. Before we give you the results, let's dig in just a little bit deeper on this. Kirk, can you expand on the study just a bit? Of course. So what the researchers were trying to understand was if goal motivation could be primed. Gary Latham, in particular, spent his life exploring goals and employee motivation, and in particular, the circumstances under which people successfully achieve goals that are put before them. He's the freaking godfather of goal setting along with Ed Locke. Yeah, I mean, Locke and Latham pretty much wrote the playbook on goals that we pretty much take for granted today. Yeah. And, and Tim, what's interesting is Gary was originally a skeptic of priming, but but he was converted by the evidence once he and his graduate student did some research on this. It's an amazing story that he tells in episode 147. So go out and listen to that when you're done with this episode, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. So 
back to the story on action words. This study included 46 employees whose average age was just over 30 years old and working as customer service reps, uh, answering phone calls about issues and providing solutions for a major retail firm in the United States. At the end of each week in this two-week study period, the researchers reviewed the performance for each of the employees and tabulated the results based on which condition they were in. Right. And so the email that the CEO sent out contained 100 words, of which 12 were replaced with more achievement-oriented words for half of the group. And those words were such things as prevail, accomplish, compete, strive, and triumph, to name just a few. And you can check out the two different emails on our website, www.behaviorgroups.com, or there is a link in the show notes uh, below as well. Yeah. The company used an automated tracking system that measured employees' job performance. And that it looked primarily at two things. Uh, average call handling time, which is the time that they spend on the phone handling customer issues, and average call resolution time, which is the percent of calls that an employee resolves uh, with issues on the first call. The researchers compared the data from the week prior to the intervention with the week during the intervention. And the results were powerful. They found that those employees who received the achievement-oriented email improved performance on their average call handling time by 35%. That is the amount of time that they spent on the phone handling customer issues. That's the average call handling time. This is a significant improvement over the control group. And in looking at the average call resolution time, the, the time that they answer the question on the first call, the experimental group achieved a 15% performance improvement over the control. Yeah, the researchers also did some interesting analysis to look at if at all the majority of the gain came from just the day that they received the email. And while not getting into the, all the details here, they found that there was a significant improvement by the employees in the achievement-oriented condition throughout the entire week. They also explored whether or not people had realized there were achievement words or other manipulations going on. And they found that no one realized there were different emails that were sent out or even felt like there was any manipulation happening at all. Cool. So, Tim, let's discuss what this implies. Sounds good. Okay. So, in this study, primed achievement words improve the efficiency of employees how fast they handled calls, and how well they handled those calls. The researchers hypothesized that because achievement words primed the motivational goals for high performance, the employees behaved in a different manner, and that behavior change positively the impacted their performance. And the behavior that people exhibited was influenced by the changed words in the CEO's email. Yeah, once again, we see that the words that we use matter positive, goal-oriented words act, at least in this study, as a way of priming one's own goal motivation. Tapping into this phenomenon can be a very powerful tool. It can be a powerful tool, but it, it's one where the, you know, the performance lifts were pretty significant for such a simple intervention. So I wanted to make sure that we were looking at this and explore any potential issues. So one of the limitations of the study is its small sample size, which could lead to an exaggerated effect or a type 1 error. However, they did conduct a separate study, albeit in the lab, with 151 MBA students exploring how many unique uses uh, those students could come up with for a common object in a limited amount of time. 
And that study showed a very similar performance result as the uh, original achievement word uh, one that they did in the wild. Another limitation was with the measurement potentially being influenced by the people measuring it. But, Tim, you said the measurements were already in place and they were automatic. And the people did not even realize that there was a study going on. Thus, that kind of limits my concerns that they were influenced. So with that as a background, it appears to me that there's very little downside to being very purposeful in the words that we use um, and that we should be using more positive achievement type words much more often than we currently do. Yeah. And corporate communications, you know, the communications done by departments and internal memos, they could also benefit from this very purposeful selection of words as well, particularly as it relates to behaviors that they're trying to motivate. So if you're trying to motivate safety, you would prime safety words. If you're trying to drive improved attention to detail, you can prime detail orientation, right? The possibilities are really wide open. That's true. Now, more research needs to be done on this and in different contexts and different environments to see how broad the impact is and what are the conditions that impede it. And I think Gary actually is currently looking into the safety angle that you just talked about here. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Okay. So with that, we hope that you have enjoyed this quick dive into superliminal priming and achievement words and that you strive this week to prevail and to master your world and win and to march out and find your groove. I I see what you're doing there. That obvious, huh? Definitely (laughs) supraliminal. (laughs) 